Welcome to Insights Unlocked. In this episode, user testing CMO Michelle Hoff talks with Liz Miller from Constellation Research about generative AI, unraveling misconceptions surrounding it, and exploring its profound impact on marketing and customer experience. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Insights Unlocked, an original podcast from user testing, where we bring you candid conversations and stories with the thinkers, doers, and builders behind some of the most successful digital products and experiences in the world, from concept to execution. Welcome to the Insights Unlocked podcast, recording live at User Testing's The Human Insights Summit, taking place in Seattle, Washington, this last week of August, 2023. I'm Nathan Isaacs, and joining us today as host is Michelle Huff, User Testing's Chief Marketing Officer. Welcome, Michelle. Hi. Our guest today is Liz Miller, Vice President and Principal Analyst at Constellation Research. Welcome to the show, Liz. Hey there. Let the giggling begin. Let yes. the giggling begin. <laughs> I know, should it be insights unleashed or insights unlocked or silliness unlocked? I don't know. I'm just going to go with anything, whatever we want to call it. We're just going to rename it. It's fine. Who needs a brand? Let's go. <laughs> it's like I'm going to throw something like, at her. Yeah, <laughs> who invited her? Yeah. All right. So happy to have you here, Oh my gosh, Liz. thank you for this having awesome. me here. I feel like we're normally on this whole Zoom thing. I, we so need like little in person. Yeah, that we, we can do. look I at know, each right? other like this. That <laughs> <laughs> would be amazing. Amazing. But we're here in person today. Yes. Love having you here. So maybe if you can speak to uh, all of our listeners and tell a little bit more about yourself, Constellation yeah. Research. Like, oh what, my gosh. What's the work that you do there? Oh, wow. That's a top secret. No, I'm totally kidding. Um, Hey, everyone. So Liz Miller, I am Vice President and Principal Analyst at Constellation Research. We are uh, this crazy little wacky group of analysts (laughs) that that really we primarily focus on our buy side clients. It's kind of a little bit different, um, you know, of, of a lot of the analyst firms out there. And what we get to do is really look at all of the things that are disruptive, are innovative, all of those technologies, and try to really connect the dots. I mean, I try to tell people what I do for a living, and it's kind of like this weird combination of like professional loudmouth and someone who gets to play with a lot of technology toys. So it's really awesome. Uh, personally, my background is, gosh, it's been 30 years. I've been mar- I've been a marketer for 30 years. It's changed. It's changed. A ton. I, like, I, I, ton. I sit back and I think about my first job in marketing and communications and design, and, gra- and I sit back and think just the stars every single day that the technologies that we have today exist, but that I did not have to start with them. Oh, like I just, I just, I don't like. I like being the elder statesman. That's like, oh yes, of course you can apply that. It's great, but I don't want to be the one that's like, oh, I use all these things. Like, but yeah, see, mine was different. I I started. Um when all the software wasn't in the cloud. And so when you had to do demos, you literally had to build it. Like you were installing databases and and, yeah, web servers. I I remember my first real technology job. So like the first, my first job in my career, I worked in professional sports. But when I first started in technology, I did, I had a year of my life that I never get back. Like it's gone (laughs) forever. And it was actually moving people from Salesforce automation tools. And I'm talking like gold mine. Yeah. Act. Like where people took a little disc and were like, let me get it in. Let me put it in my computer and then I'll build a database and moving into this like fantastical thing called CRM. And at that time, CRM was going to save us all, darn it. Customer relationship management. It was going to it was going to manage everything, including like how we did our laundry. And it was going to be amazing. 
And then I had to try to get people from one to the other. And it was just easy breezy. Oh, so super <laughs> simple. God, anyone can do it. Yeah. So. I feel like these are empathy building moments, right? Yeah. These are moments where now you can relate. As a technology everyone. analyst, I really, I, I do. I, I think I probably come at my research more as a practitioner because I remember, like I remember what it was like the first time I went into my art director and my head of digital and was like, I want my website to do this. And they were like, no. <laughs> and like, if you've, if anyone has ever worked with a Russian art director, to like put those two things together, it's the no is like the first answer for everything. Like, can we make that right? No. What if we could make it? No. What if we could scroll down? No. And so then I started to teach myself everything. Yeah. So I could then go in and like nudge her and be like, oh my God, did you not know how to do it? I can totally teach you. And then everyone started saying yes to me because then I learned all the technology. So I, I try to come at my research from that point of remembering yeah. how awful it was. <laughs> Well, so I think this comes in handy, right? So so right now, um, if you're technology, the biggest talk is around generative AI. What? AI is a thing? And we're doing it? Are we doing it? We're doing it right now. Okay, we're doing it. And I feel like everyone is in this world that you're embracing right now where, you know, there's the people who really understand all the models and then yeah. there's the other people who understand their job. And, and, and it's funny just talking to so many people who are trying to experiment and, right, brute force, well up your sleeves and just try to figure yeah, it out. Yeah, dive in. And so, you know, like, how do you think about um, how, like, what should organizations really start thinking? Like, how should they think about generative AI yeah. right now and about adopting it? Like, what uh, stage do you think That's a good question. Um, okay, so first and foremost, it is not, and let me repeat this, it is not a Ron Popeil chicken machine. Do you remember <laughs> that Ron was my Popeil? First thought. <laughs> do you remember Ron Popeil? Do you no, remember those? Okay, no. it was those infomercials, and he had a chicken machine, right? And he would go in, and he'd be like, set it. And forget it. And he'd put the chicken <laughs> yeah. in and he'd shut the door and he'd be like, in 45 minutes, there will be an amazing chicken right here. And so people would be like, oh, my God, I could make a chicken. Well, like anyone could have made a chicken. You just put it in your oven for that same amount of time. You would have had a cooked chicken. But no one thought of that. Right. No one was ever like, oh, my gosh, it's just an oven. So here's this Ron Popeil chicken machine. And everyone was like, oh, and the whole audience would be there like, and it'd be like, it was like all women. So not stereotypical in any way, shape or form. So it's all women. And they're like, he's like, ladies, do you want a chicken tonight for dinner? They're like, set it and forget okay. it. Right? Like, I, I totally right. remember that. So I everyone wants your chicken. <laughs> okay, so here's the problem. We're all thinking about AI like it's this weird Ron Bobiel chicken machine. Are we going to set it and forget like, it? We're going to set it and forget <laughs> it. Like, oh my God, these models are so amazing. They're so great. They can, they can mirror human empathy and emotion. They're going to be sentient and they're going to learn things. And you're like, did you season the chicken before you put it in? Like, you need someone to kind of make that stopgap to be like, I'm the set director for Ron Popeil and I seasoned the chicken. Like, you need to remind people of yeah. that. So I think that people are kind of looking at generative AI, which is a huge, huge leap forward. It is not to say that generative AI and all the large language models and the stable diffusion models and all the things that we have unlocked, it's not to say that they're not amazing. We have to really start to think how we want to put them into action. Yeah, how to apply across, it. Really. Yeah, there needs to be a strategy. There needs to be a business use case, as with all technologies. But it's because like around November, everyone's mom and dad could go on to chat GPT and be like, please write a breakup note in you know as a sonnet 
but in the voice of Jay-Z. And they got it. They're like, this is amazing. And they would go into their marketing teams or they would go into their sales teams or their design teams and be like, have you heard about ChatGPT? It's amazing. And you're like, no. So there has to be a strategy and there has to be a remembrance that what makes these models amazing is not the model itself. Yeah. Next, I, I, I was just reading a quote about um, the CEO of HubSpot, yeah. which said that um, Netscape was to the internet that ChatGPT is to AI. It, which, which, which is like a really interesting leap. She's like, it, like the internet existed before Netscape did, right. but the idea that Netscape really helped like anyone connect the dots between like what's possible. And I feel like that was a little yeah. bit of ChatGPT as well. It's like, oh my gosh. Like, but then did different- she look out into the audience and then go, do all of you remember what Netscape is? Because I feel like today, <laughs> right? Me feel right? Like you, we get it. Like we, we get it. Like we know Netscape, but there's someone out there that's like, let me just see. There's lots of people in the living room with us right now. Okay, I got one hand. I got one hand of I remembered. Anyone else make me feel? Ba- oh, they do. Okay, we got like okay, three okay, hands. Yeah. Okay, so it's not that interesting of a quote. But no, so- but I think it's really important because something always has to come first. Right. Something has to come first to unlock our imagination of what we could do with technology. And I think that's where we are right now with generative AI. Yeah. We're realizing that there are these new models. Large language models aren't new. They didn't they weren't invented in November. Yeah. Right. And and arguably lots of different organizations have been working on AI initiatives for a very long time. Generative AI has been that key that has literally unlocked the door for so many projects across large enterprises because it's unlocked data and connected it with people who didn't need to have like a PhD in something like prompt engineering. Totally, I right? Can just ask a little it. bit more. So, so you talked about the importance of it being applied, right? Yeah. So a lot of people here are thinking quite a bit about customer experience. So like how do, how do you think about the role that AI plays in really shaping and crafting yeah. customer experience? You know, I think that AI and customer experience kind of becomes this tool that a lot of us practitioners have wished we've had for a really long time. And it really is going to depend on where you sit in the continuum of customer experience. Um, If you are in design, customer AI is not going to steal your job. It's going to make your job a heck of a lot easier because it's going to be like, here, I took your great idea and made 15 iterations of it in 90 different color palettes. And you're just like, well, (laughs) and like the problem with that, of course, is you're like, no, I got to look through all of your mess. Like, you know, and that's why you name your AI because you kind of curse it out on the side. Right. You know, so you're like, okay, great, Bob. Thank you for the 90 iterations. I just needed three with the large language model on top of all of those creative models. We can now say, just give me three. And the AI is like, okay. I like AI right now is kind of like the greatest intern we never knew we needed. And it so it can it can save us all of that time. It can go and fetch all the things we need to go find. It bridges the gap between our human capacity and the internet's expanse of data and creativity and all the things that we want to try to harness. But it's not going to, you know, come up with the most creative idea ever imagined in an ad or on a site or in an experience because for most of these models what they do is predict the next thing the next pixel the next word the next data set the next yeah no until i guess you're even your analogy with intern i I feel like the first time as later and you finally get an intern there's a little you have to kind of think about 
the job, right? Oh, like and, and what you want to hand excited. over and what you, yeah, you're so yeah. excited, but like there's a little, you have to have thoughtfulness about what yeah. you hand over, right? And, and, the, inter- and, how and the intern's to think terrified. It. That's what we don't have with AI, right? <laughs> like AI is not terrified. We want it to be like the intern, but it's not. Yeah. Um, but it's also not how. Yes. Okay. And I think that's a really important thing that people kind of need to remember. I think a lot of the headlines, especially with generative AI, when it's like, the AI is sentient. You're like, okay, you have watched Space Odyssey one too many times. It's not trying to push you out the pod bay doors. And we have to kind of remember what that AI was doing, right? Like Hal in the movie, interestingly enough, 13th greatest villain in all of movies. Oh, I think I saw that recently. Like who knew, right? But what what Hal was told to do was save the mission at all costs. Yeah. Well, what were Frank and Dave doing? They were turning off all the speakers because they wanted to talk behind Hal's back. And so Hal's like, Frank's got to die. See ya. And then Dave's (laughs) like, I don't want to die too. So we, but that's our image of what AI is. This thing that's trying to kill us. You just ruined Space Odyssey for a few I'm people. I'm so sorry. <laughs> spoiler alert. Can we go back in and put like a big banner on that and be like, spoiler alert here at the Human Insights. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but if you haven't seen it, go see it because it is creepy. But reduce your average sprint time and get your products to market faster with continuous customer feedback from user testing. Whether you're launching a new product or prototype, get real-time video feedback straight from the source. Digital product teams leverage the user testing human insight platform to help them make their most critical development decisions, always putting the customer first. Target your exact audience, ask questions, and get a window into their world. The result? Your teams are building better products and experiences that your customers love. To get started, visit usertesting.com slash audio. I think we, we, try, we try to humanize AI, because Hollywood, books, everything, creativity has taught us to humanize the things we kind of don't understand or seem wired in some sense to do that. Yeah, Yeah. you know, it's like we've named them like Sensei, Leonardo, like they all have sassy names. But the reality is, is what they feed on is not our souls or like our jobs. It's data. Yeah. So, well, I guess you're bridging. And so are there ethical concerns, right, oh, that we should be sure. thinking of? Like, don't ask it to do nasty things. Like, I, But I think the thing is, is like you, <clears throat> AI, similar to all technology, has a great application and has a horrible application, right? Um, my car is arguably a giant heap of technology. And I, as the user, can either choose to do great things, like take my daughter to school and drop her off so I have silence for the day. Great thing. Or, like, there are people who run people over with their cars intentionally. So, there, you know, with any technology, there is going to be a great application and a horrible application. I think that it comes back to something that you and I touched on earlier, right? Which is you have to have the conversations about application. You have to have a decision. Like, I am going to do this. I want AI to help me do xyz and then you have to have the conversation of but could it do something worse right like you have to have that conversation but i think what what what's really interesting about ai and i think it opens an opportunity and i would say for everyone here especially at this conference right especially where we are today yeah i would challenge everyone to have the conversation of have you asked have you asked your people what how they feel about AI? Yeah. Have you asked your customers how they actually feel? What do they want? What what would they be creeped out by? What 
What do they actually want in this world of anything can be personalized because we can now tap into any data? Yeah. Have you asked that question? And then have you really listened? Because I think when we talk about what's working, what's not, it's really easy to be like, AI can cut three hours out of everyone's day. Yeah. We're like, but did anyone want that last hour cut out? Maybe they actually enjoyed that hour of work. Yeah. Like maybe yeah. maybe they kind of that really helped people or helped that person get into the mindset of what they were doing. So yeah. I think it, I think AI, you have to have that conversation about ethics. You have to have that conversation around kind of where are you going to put the guardrails? Yeah. But you also have to converse, have the conversation of where is the data coming from? Yes, because I think the data part, um, I mean, it's it's a lot. There's been a lot of interesting conversations around data and ownership. I mean, it, it goes into, you know, Hollywood. It goes like what who's trading it? Yeah. And, yeah, and who stores it? And it's, you know, who's trading it? Who stores it? Who gets to use it? Whose is it? Yeah. Um, I think we forget because this was a story that got eclipsed because of ChatGPT. But um, <clears throat> does anyone remember Lensa? Yeah. Okay. Remember? Yeah. Like, remember you could go and you could create your avatar and your avatar would be like super sassy. You'd be like, I'm Michelle, but I'm an astronaut. But then <laughs> like you would, so you would upload a bunch of photos, right? Yeah. And it would spit back like a hundred different avatars of you. And it was like, here she is as a warrior princess in a steampunk costume. And you're like, what is this? And they were so cool. And the images were so cool. But no one read the terms and conditions. Right. And so what the terms and conditions said was your photos that you upload into our AI model are yours. But what you didn't read in the second paragraph was all of the outputs that we make from your photo ours. And that is going to be what trains the model. Yeah. So people were uploading pictures of their kids. Oh. Thinking that these pictures were going to be theirs. And the yeah, pictures yeah, yeah. of their kids were coming back as highly sexualized oh, anime no. characters. Oh, no. Were coming back in very violent image. Like, people were taken aback. They were like, oh, I'm no. sorry. This was not, like, this yeah, is yeah, my yeah. five-year-old. What yeah. is this? But because we didn't read all of it, and then you went, they went back to Lensa, and they were like, hey, you have to take that down. That's my image. They were like, oh, no, you only paid for four. Like, it was literally yeah, yeah. that bad. And so that story kind of got eclipsed. But that was a big learning lesson for anyone doing graphics, anyone doing, you know, stable diffusion models. Like, you had to really explain and kind of ask that question, did my users understand my terms and conditions. Yes, actually, that reminds me because there's there's even in the UK right now the whole FCA consumer duty protection yeah. because it's all about in finance you have all these legalese and terms conditions and everything and and they now are holding companies accountable yeah. on if the people actually understand what they mean, which is a whole different way, right? It's it's right, yeah. Of and, applied and can understanding. you imagine like because you know how they're going to do it? They're going to send out a survey. Right, they're going to send out like they're going to send out a text survey, and it's going to be like, did three? Th I'm going to send this out to you know what's like what's the number? I'm going to send this out to fifty thousand people. Two these two thousand people are going to answer it, but did they really like? Did they understand the question? So it it creates this really vicious cycle. Yeah, of, are you asking? And is there a better way to ask? And I think that it comes back to this idea that everything is about storytelling. Yeah, these days. But everyone is part of the story. Yeah. And everyone is part of the story creation. And that's the difference. Like the difference of what AI is doing and what Web3 and all of these technologies are doing 
is they're leveling the playing field so that our customers and all of our users, all of our employees, they're literally co-creating stories with us in every moment. They're giving us these little cues and signals that are saying, this is what I want my story to be in yeah. your universe. Yeah. And if you're able to provide that to them and if you're able to pick up on that and enhance that and give them even more tools... I mean, that's where the loyalty and that's where the advocacy advocacy is going to come, even when AI is what's driving it. Totally. Well, and I love the whole like co-creation kind of concept because I it's how I you know me and marketing team always kind of think about it as well when yeah. you get all the input and 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 create it. Um, how do you think about um, generative AI and around innovation? Oh, that's you know it's. Innovation is a tough one, right? Because <laughs> it's like, do you want innovation that is ambient? Like, is it, an, it is, an, is it an innovation that adds something to everyone's day that is so ambient and so unnoticeable that it, but it fundamentally has changed how people behave, act. Like, when you just send the coupon because you know where someone is and they're like, oh, sweet, $5 off, right? Like, yeah. that it's just so ambient and natural. That's all powered by an innovation, right? Yeah. That's all powered by data. That's all powered by these dynamic loops and systems. Yeah. And so when I look at that type of innovation, I think that generative AI is really going to help the people who are trying to strive for those moments of innovation because it's going to allow everyone to ask what they want to ask without feeling like they needed to go like get that specialized degree like we were saying before like yeah i can say like actually when is the time people want to get a coupon for lunch is it right at lunch or is it actually the night before when they're supposed to be cooking dinner or like making lunch for the next day yeah that's i know that's what i want to i, I want to know i can have savings tomorrow so i don't have to make lunch yeah i don't want it five minutes before while i'm looking at the lunch i made going mm -hmm. Yeah. Gonna eat this. Well, it's just right? innovating and like as you're saying, like creating these dynamic experiences potentially along the way. I guess there's that what's interesting about that is um is it a representative of your brand and your company? Yeah. You know, like how how do you manage through well, all of that? That, you know, that that is definitely a fight that's being fought, certainly in the kind of the customer experience and the customer service side of that. Yeah. Especially in the contact center. I think the contact center is a great example yeah. of where this is playing out where you see all of these, um, you know, automated bots and all of these automated assistants, if you call it Bob, but you clearly say, I'm a virtual assistant and my name is Bob. Yeah. People are like, okay, that's cool, Bob. Yeah. But if you just call it Bob and you allow the scripting and you allow kind of how that rolls out to pretend that it's a human. Yeah. People don't trust it. That's interesting, And so right? it's, it's this kind of interesting thing where right now... And it's not going to last for a long time. Yeah. But right now, what we're seeing is people don't really trust the AI. Um, I saw a really interesting study where they were talking about um, asking advice from a real doctor versus asking advice from an AI doctor. Yes. And it's like the AI doctor's right, like, almost 90% of the time, right? And the human doctor's right, maybe like 76% of the time. But like... 90% of people will ask the human doctor. Yeah. And so you're like, I would rather talk to the real life human because I, I need to trust it. Yeah. You know, but I'll, I'm perfectly happy to give my social security number, my account number and ask for a bank to tell me this on the AI. And I'm like, I don't know if I want either of them monkeying around my business. Like, I don't, I don't know if I'm too comfortable, but I, you know, I, so I think it's people, we're kind of in this learning curve and this trust curve 
But again, I, I do think it's why that capacity to ask and listen, to have that dynamic kind of feedback loop there. Yeah. It's why it's even more important. I agree. In this age of AI. You know, we're, we're talking about human insights here, right? Yeah. And I think that the most human insight that I think we can all look for, especially when we talk about AI, is you good? Like, you okay? Yeah. You know, because, because yeah. And I think we kind of forget to ask that about it, you know, because some people are going to be like, yes, I want AI to completely, I want to live in the Jetsons. Totally cool. But some people are going to be like, no, I want to apply it in different places. And I think we have to be really mindful of that and kind of cognizant of oh, it. Oh, yeah. I mean, just even here, user testing, right? We've been doing a lot of studies reaching out. And I think people are very much in the, like, exploratory, but right. super cautious and trying to, like, really understand, like... What could this mean? Yeah. How should I think about it? You know, not. And it's going to yeah. be different generationally, right? I think that you you have some generations that are like, so this AI thing can write my whole term paper for <laughs> me and I don't have to do it. I don't like it can write the American history paper for me and I never have to learn American history. You know, <laughs> they're like, great. But would they want it to write their dating profile for them on an app? The vast majority of people are like, I know I'm good. Like, oh, I'm, that's funny. like I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk about myself because I'm a unique sunflower. Like I'm the most unique person that's ever been on the planet. So my profile is going to be the most unique. Right. Yeah. AI can't do that. And I think that for marketers, I mean, we're hearing a lot about where AI is coming in for marketing. Right. Well, we're going to write all your emails for you. Yeah. Here's the problem. The training data for all of those emails is everyone's bad emails. Totally. So you just trained your AI to sound like everyone else's bad emails. Yeah. That's the reality. So I think that there's, well, and you know, thing about marketing, you're always trying to like stand out from the crowd. So once everything right. sounds exactly the same, you have to like change it anyway. And so, don't we, yeah. like we turn, like we turn it into buzzword bingo. Like we even mock ourselves for it and we're the ones writing it. And so now what AI is going to write it. Do you know how many times the word like optimize is going to be in an email? <laughs> we're going to have to like outlaw the word. Be like, no, no, stop it. Yeah. Or personalized. But, I mean, I guess to, to maybe, you know, recap some of this, just through technology, I feel like there's all these moments where new things have fundamentally changed how we work, oh, for sure. created new roles, changed a lot of things. And we kind of see it happening here, too. So you want to make sure you oh, are yeah. staying on top of new trends, but not Absolutely. blindly kind of going in yeah. and and, and it'll, it will shift a lot of things. You got to figure out the data figure out what you want to do. Like if you could sit down and think, what's the one thing I always wish I could do with this data, but I could not get there. Yeah. See if AI can get you there. Right. Like see if it, see if it helps you cross that boundary, but also play with it. Get super comfortable with it. Like go try to create a picture on Dolly on Firefly and all the other, you know, models and try out a few there. Prompts and, yeah, yeah, start, right? Try a few prompts, see what happens. Like you shouldn't be scared of it. Yeah. But also know you're better than it. Totally. Totally. Well, I guess to wrap that up, uh, thank you. Set it and thank forget you. it. No, Set I forget it. <laughs> thank you for being on the show. Oh my so God, how, thank you for having like, me. how should people learn more about Constellation Research? Oh my gosh, they can go to our website at constellationr.com. Uh, you can always follow us on Twitter. We're all on Twitter. We're big loudmouths. So I'm, or X. Oh, sorry. I can't call it Twitter anymore. I have to call it X, X. now. I, I you can. X, There's a whole other podcast. You can on that. X me. <laughs> uh, that sounds just so wrong. Sounds so wrong. But it's at Liz K Miller uh, is is for me personally. But yeah, and it's const at constellationr.com. 
Awesome. Thank you. Love having you here. Want to keep the conversation going? You can find the show notes at usertesting.com slash podcast. If you haven't already, don't forget to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, or Google Play so you never miss an episode. And if you enjoyed today's show, please share it with a friend or leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And until next time, this is Insights Unlocked, an original podcast from user testing.